Hey everybody, this is Pastor Joey Nelson from Christ Temple Church's Young Adult Ministry Community. Each week we're going to upload the message from our Wednesday night service in hopes that we can help build your faith, uplift you in your walk with Christ, and as Proverbs 27:17 says, to help iron sharpen iron. So enjoy this week's message. So right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and we glorify you, Father. Have your way tonight and be honored in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Everybody, I can tell you. I was going to tell you that, uh, you know, that we were both under the age. <laughs> I'm actually the only one that is. Terry's <laughs> over the age. No, I'm just see the, the television here. We're, we're going to move out of the way. We're going to move out of the way. We have a part of our ministry that we, that we, that we do. It's called Life in Times. And the, basically it's how to live life in these times. And uh, the... Talk really loud. Am I okay? Can everybody hear me back there? All right. Good deal. Can you push play or uh, record? Be careful, y'all being recorded. <laughs> um, but the reason for life and times is trying to live life in these times. It's, it's, it's a different day and time. It's a different situation. And in, and really, scripturally, where we where we got it is we spend a lot of time on our front porch because it's a nice view. Uh, nothing but woods. But it's uh, Luke 16b. Luke, Luke 16.6b, excuse me. 16.8b. 16.8b. <laughs> Okay, so I'm not any age group. I have to wear glasses. All right. Uh, and it says, uh, for the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. And we really, really took off with that just from a standpoint of what you don't know can hurt you. Yep. Uh, and in, in, in almost any situation, like work, play, family, whatever, the things that you don't know can definitely hurt you. Yeah. Uh, so Business, taxes, buying a house, banking. Yeah. All of the above. So a lot of what we try to do on, on the YouTube channel is work with uh, topics that we feel like that, that people, uh, particularly the, uh, Christian brothers and sisters, don't mm-hmm. have a good handle on. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you don't understand something like uh, uh, a home mortgage. Maybe you don't understand something like a HELOC, which is a whole equity line of credit. Uh, maybe you don't understand uh, you know, how to get a car loan, how to shop for a car. Uh, things like that. So th- those are some of the things I wanted to talk about, you know, on the channel. Mm-hmm. So we started doing those things. The uh, we, we really handle a lot of topics, maybe that people have are deficient in, and it can cost them either uh, time, money, or uh, you know, a, a, a particular situation, you know, in, in life that may not be uh, very comfortable to try to live through just because you didn't know what you uh, what you needed to know. Um, you know, with, with Terry and I, we, we've uh, We've been married 36 years, so our, the amount of time that we've been married is actually almost older than your all's age group thing. <laughs> <laughs> but we work really, really well together. Uh, we enjoy spending time uh, together. We're, we were best friends first. And then I, this year I, I put on my uh, Facebook, I said, the best decision I ever made was to ask Mike Day to marry me. <laughs> and she did. She did ask me to marry her. Yeah. One of those one of those situations where that uh, it, it went the opposite direction, but worked out for me. I, 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 I was good. It, it worked out really well. Um, you want to tell them a little bit about the, the yes, yes. So after we got married, um, some older people spoke into our lives. They were probably about our, uh, yeah, about our age. About our age. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, they were very successful uh, people here in uh, Huntington. Um, They left Huntington 34 years ago, Mm -hmm. because I know how that that date, because um, she drove me, we did home births, and she drove me to have my baby. (laughs) And uh, six weeks later, they moved up to Michigan. Um, Their names were Merlin and Joanne Zelm. 
and he was a doctor, a chiropractic doctor. And we were over at their house. They'd invited us over, and we were at their house, and uh, Merlin and Mike kind of took off. Merlin kind of took him that direction, and uh, Joanne and I were in the kitchen just hanging out. And um, while Mike was with Merlin, Merlin was taught, they were walking through this beautiful house. It's the first house on Miller Road. Um, Set way up on a hill. Yes. A big swimming pool. Yes. And uh, tell them what Merlin shared with you. But at the time, we were currently making about $7,000 a year between us. Yes. And, and we were living in an 800 square foot house. Living in an 800 square foot house. And uh, yeah, he was just talking about basically that. Uh, you know, you have to start believing and, and, and let God put dreams in your heart mm -hmm. and understanding that what we saw there, number one, didn't happen overnight. Mm -hmm. And then number two, that uh, if we couldn't imagine ourselves living in that house, if we could not see ourselves in that, mm -hmm. it would never happen. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that, that we did was go home and start writing a list. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a, uh, I'm not sure where that verse of scripture is at, but it talks about writing the vision. Mm -hmm. And, you know, write the vision that it's plain. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that he that sees it may run to it. So that's what we started doing. We started writing stuff down. We just, we just put a list together like, well, we want to see this happen. Uh, you know, at $7,000 a year, I wrote down, which seemed like a, an absolute impossible task, but I wanted to make $100,000 a year. Now, segue. Mm -hmm. I read his list and I saw that number. And you remember in the scriptures when Abraham and Sarah, Sarah laughed? Okay, Terry laughed. I, thankfully, I didn't say it out loud, but I kind of went, yeah, right. Because it was so big. 7,000 combined income to 100,000? That was in 1987. So we decided at that point that we were going to... Oh, and by the way, I did, in my mind, I said, well, good for him. <laughs> I'm glad that he can believe for that. But we, we decided, we also wrote down that we were never got, not going to tie. Yes. So we started tying. Yes. Uh, 1987. Um, because our, we believe that tithing is worship and tithing is expressing our love for God. Yeah, I'm never going to preach it as, as law because it's not. But yet, certainly if that was the place that they started, it's a good starting place for us. Mm -hmm. so, and that's what we did. Uh, we started doing it. Uh, our income uh, doubled. Every year Every for the year. next seven years. Then wow. um, it really wasn't that long until we were into that $100,000 a year category. Mm -hmm. God blessed us in a lot of different ways. We had somebody actually give us a business because we helped them. Mm -hmm. uh, we had uh, all these different things happen. I mean, God, God's just been so uh, integral in everything from the, the favor. I mean, I've, I've, had, I've had seats at tables that I should not have a seat at. Uh, I've had the opportunity to set with uh, multimillionaires and billionaires mm -hmm. that I should not have had the opportunity to set with. But yet, I was not only there at the table, but yet they were asking me for my opinion on how to do certain things and things like that, which gave us an inclusion into, into certain deals of life and stuff like that. So it's been uh, one of those things where um, you cannot underestimate what God can do in a very short period of time. Mm -hmm. He can literally turn life on a dime. Uh, you can go from you know where you are right now, whatever that is, to where your dream, whatever he's placed in your heart to do, that it can, it can happen overnight. It doesn't have to take years, even though if you're trying to plan it, it probably takes years or never happens. If you let him plan it, it takes on a, a, a life of its own that you can watch him go to work in your life and go, there's where he was. He did this, 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 and then now I'm here. How did that happen? Wow. And literally can turn it around in, in, in such a short period of time. Um, Third John 2. Third John 2, yeah. Uh, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health. Um, Even I as your that, soul I prospers. That, I looked at that verse one time and I said, you know, there's always an opposite to that. The uh, Satan, the devil, the adversary, whatever you want to call him, he has to come against every single word that God speaks. He has to come against it. So if 
Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health. Is God's desire for our life? Then his desire has to be poverty and sickness. And you start looking at things like that and you go, you know what? Those are the two biggest areas in life that can take your attention off of everything else that's going on and focus you in one direction. If you have those situations going on in life where you are in a a position of of either lack of money, lack of, of anything in life, and then also in sickness, those two things will absolutely change your total focus. You can't think about anything other than those two things to go to, to, to get out of that. So, you know, in, in, in seeing that, it's like, okay, so I want to live in what God wants me to have, not in what the devil is trying to do. Uh, you know, there is uh, tribulation in this world. Yeah. Jesus Christ overcame it. We have a right to not walk in it, but yet attacks come. Uh, they're not deserved. I encourage each and every one of you to never take on the fact that you've been attacked or that something wrong is going on in your life that all of a sudden it's your fault. Mm-hmm. Well, I must have done something wrong. No. You know, he smites with a continual stroke is what the word says. Still, kill, destroy. He still kills and destroys. He's like the Terminator. He, he does not you know, have to have a reason to do it. His only reason is, is that we are children of the Most High God mm-hmm. and his entire job and the spirits that he took with him whenever he left heaven, he took a third of the angels of heaven with him, and they're not just sitting on their hands, they have a job. And that job is steal, kill, and destroy. Whether that be our personal lives, whether that be our businesses, whether that be our family, whether that be our relationships, whatever it is, it's steal, kill, and destroy every single time. So in his, in his idea that that's what he's going to do, uh, God always, even though those attacks come, God mm-hmm. always will give us a way to escape. Yep. He will always give us the, uh, the right word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits, everything that we need in order to sure walk through a situation. There's Siri or Google for you, right? So, but, no doubt, Siri is going to come to Jesus. And if, she, and if she doesn't, she needs to go to the altar next week. <laughs> okay, so while he was with Merlin, and Merlin's giving him wisdom about if you can't see yourself living in a house like this, you never will. I'm in the kitchen with Joanne, and she's, we're brand new newlyweds. And she said, um, a lot of uh, a pitfall for newlyweds is they want everything now. And they will go into debt, and they are already in trouble. And she said, you know, people come to this house, and they think we've always lived in this house. And I'm telling you, it's a gorgeous house. And... Um, She says, but they don't know that this is 25 years. That for the first four years, you know where the pool pump is? We lived in that basement. There was nothing on top of us. We lived in that basement for four years with three children. And as we could, we started building. And then we could move up out of the basement. And then after that, we added on, and, and so on and so forth. But it was a period of time. So thankful that they shared that with us. Uh, we went from 800 square feet to uh, 3,500 feet. We, um, uh, Mike said we were given a business because we helped somebody uh, with, in love. We just helped her. And um, she gave us this business. We've, that business has been in, uh, is our, our oldest business, Health Research Systems. If you go across this mountain, on the other side of this mountain, on Stonecrest Drive, that huge building at the very back, and it says Health Research Systems, HRS, that's our company. Yes, so we did um, paramedical exams for insurance companies. We did um, drug or do drug screening. We added on to that um, DNA testing, paternity testing, um, um, 
And you just add yeah, on. You just where grow. We, where we started, and yes. God let us do other things and do other other businesses. Uh, <laughs> again, we uh, lovingly refer to ourselves as serial entrepreneurs. We are. Uh, so it's it's one of those things where he, he gave me and her both a um, an anointing to do business. I mean, you know, a uh, it's a strong suit. It's a long suit. It's a something that uh, I understand really, really well. Okay. And I'm going to jump in here. Go ahead. So, I, I, w- I was married before, and he was married before. So, yes, there is life after divorce, mm-hmm. first of all. But I, w- I went to college in Alaska and uh, got married. Um, I, I was at a, a church group like this, and I overheard two ladies talking uh, that uh, they had a house cleaning business. And I thought, well, how do they do that? And they were so happy doing their house cleaning business. They worked together, so there was that fellowship. They were making great money. Uh, they were in business for themselves. And I thought, how did they do that? So I asked, how did you do that? She goes, oh, have you ever gone to the bulletin boards and there's a piece of paper with, Somebody's cut and put their phone numbers on it, and you rip off the phone number. And you, she's, they say, oh, we just made a sign and put our phone number. And, huh, I could do that. So I started a business because I asked a question. Now, uh, Mike, so. I have an anointing for questions. <laughs> he does. It's set with me very long. In any situation, oh. I will ask a hundred questions. He does. We go to a restaurant, and he sits there, and he talk. We're at the counter, and he's talking to the person cooking, and asking a million questions. Um, when I things that I've learned. Yes. Uh, now, uh, we are not afraid. Of failing, we're not a fail, afraid of making mistakes, and that's where you ha- would have to get to. I mean, I, I would like to say that everything that we've ever done has been successful. Mm-hmm. It hasn't. I've, I've failed as many times as I've, uh, as I've as I've done well. Thank God, the times that we've done well is made up for the times that we didn't. You know? uh, it's just one of those things. But I also. I uh, learned a long time ago that uh, you spell faith R-I-S-K. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes some walking out and, and, and risk in order to do it. Because, I mean, if it was easy as God telling you every single step yeah. that you needed to do in order to walk through life and to get all the things that you're supposed to get, number one, um, it would probably scare you and you'd never do it. <laughs> yeah. Because some of the things that he's going to ask you to do are going to be big. And if you didn't go through steps 1 through 47, you couldn't do 48. So if he showed you 48 ahead of time, there's no way you'd go do it. That's yeah. So, I mean, that's a lot of times you know, the, the way it works. So walking out in that little bit of risk. Now, I don't mean to do stu- stupid stuff either. I, yeah. <laughs> we make, would do make think- sure you get all the help you can get in thinking things through and make sure it's the Lord speaking to you. Yeah, and we would do things like, and I, we want to illustrate what it looks like, what it sounds like. So we would, uh, um, like for instance, way when we first got married and we're living in that little tiny house, uh, we ran across, have you ever heard of the, there's some guy who did this, you could, back then there was no internet, (laughs) y'all. You had to write and send in and request and then they would send you a book. And speaking of cell phones, I still don't know if I've forgiven him. In 1986, in 1986, this man had sold his his part of his brother's business out of his brother's business, and he was approached by somebody talking about this contraption called a cell phone. Yeah, that one was that was a tough one. That's one of those ones that I should have listened to the Lord better. I actually had a, a, an opportunity to buy the air rights for the for Cabell County. And Kanaw. All the way from very, Charleston. Very yeah. For very little money. And it was every dime that I had that I'd sold that, that business for. It would have been every single dime that we had. And I'm like That he had, because we weren't married then. Yeah. I said, 
uh, didn't understand faith and risk at that point. Yeah, yeah. There was no way that I was going to take every single dime that I had and put it into something that I'd never heard of before. Uh, I'd probably been uh, you know, a multi, multi, multi millionaire had we had we done it because we would have owned Kanawha County and Cabell County, uh, yeah. the air rights. Now, you always got to deal with the stuff too. It's like hey, the first big offer that came up, we'd probably sold it then and not going to reap all of that up to this date, but that's the way things work too. But we're, you know, mm -hmm. it was like, Again, a There's season, a who's going to want a cell phone? That's the stupidest idea. Nobody's going to carry a telephone around with them. Because at that point, you didn't understand it was going to be something this big. You, know, you, you were thinking, the only thing I, I knew was the one that you pick up and you dial. You, know? you, hit, you do that. So that's like, there's no way anybody's going to carry a telephone with them. Yeah. And even the first ones, if you, anybody, anybody see the bag phone? He had a bag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, no. That's bag phone was probably about as big as my laptop in a, in a bag, and he had a receiver, and it still had a cord on it, and yeah. all that sort of thing. Yeah, yes. Yeah, you, know, you, had, you had to have a mule to carry it for you. Yeah, you had to have an mule to carry it for you. It was not an easy thing to carry around, but they were they were okay at first. Now, um, Mike and I. Uh, would ask ourselves questions like, well, what's the worst thing that could happen if we do X, Y, Z? Oh, I started to say we, we uh, paid money and got a book called uh, How to Buy Real Estate with No Money Down. And then there was another uh, cassette tapes, you guys, because if you don't even know what those are, but cassette tapes yeah. on... Um, uh, this guy taught about buying, make a business of buying other businesses. Now, we didn't really do anything with those at that time. No, probably, you know, But it's seed, you guys. Mm -hmm. It's seed, plant, getting planted. Who knows how, why God has led you to watch that one YouTube, mm -hmm. right? Or ask questions. I, and I'm a find big fan out. Of YouTube University. You can learn yeah. about anything you want to uh, on, on YouTube. Uh, you know, learning's a big key in, in life. I mean, you know, learning those things that keep you out of trouble <laughs> is, is a good thing. So, uh, working you know, working that out either with books or with YouTube, you have to spend time. Uh, learning has to be an eternal thing for you. You have yeah. to decide that you're going to spend the rest of your life learning, or you're not going to get where you want to be. Yes. So, yes. So, um, so we invested in ourselves learning all right um we were able to use some of those things you know 10 15 20 years later later mm -hmm. you know, we, from a from a, a business wise we talked about health research systems well we also owned a, a small construction company called renew construction uh when you uh, own 80 pieces of real estate you have to have a construction company so that's and there's a story that. there yeah okay so uh we we grew. We uh, got open. The, we sold our little house. We moved uh, into this gorgeous house. It's one mile that way. If you're heading out to Wayne, one mile on your right, it, up on the hillside is a big ranch-style house with a four-acre front yard. We lived on 15 acres with an in-ground pool and uh, 3,500 square foot for... Seven, $700 a month. $700 a month. <laughs> at that time. For, that was a big leap for us. We went yes. from $350 a month for, our, for the two-bedroom house we were living in to $700 a month. So we doubled yes. our, our rent or whatever at the time. And we were blessed to live there and raise our children and have lots of parties. And... Um, uh, it was wonderful. We we Good we are party. given Good given <laughs> we are given to hospitality. So we hosted lots of uh, we hosted some weddings, we hosted um, Bible gatherings like this where we would have a guest speaker come in. We happened to have a nice nice big family room that we could probably put fifty or sixty people in. Yes, work, easily. Really well. Yes. Um, and uh, our business continued to grow, and we tried other things. Uh, have you ever heard of multi-level marketing? Yeah. All right. We, you know, most of us have been exposed to that. Yeah. 
Some worked out, some didn't. Uh, we got to go to Bermuda. Well, we'll see, we went to... Las Vegas, Bermuda, um, St. Louis. But yeah, anyway, we won some trips, did some things like that. Yeah. All of it was kind of good. Had different yeah. things come up that uh, we decided to get out of, uh, of each of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them was that um, uh, both of our mothers passed away so we had kind of just take some time off to take care of some family stuff and it mm -hmm. really kind of tanked uh, the momentum so to speak yeah and just never kind of got back to it but you know uh, the, the real estate business you know once we got into that we bought a, a farm that the Lord really kind of put us in a position where it was really going to stretch us so we bought this farm it was the house was in pretty bad shape from the standpoint of all the uh, light fixtures had been stolen the uh, furnace was out of it, you know, they, they'd stolen the furnace out of it, done all kinds of stuff. So we bought it relatively. However, yeah. however, mm -hmm. you know what? Sometimes opportunities involved messiness. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't be at that opportunity if everything was perfect and growing great. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't have that opportunity. Yeah, we, we would not own the 100 acres and the house if we did not have you know, the, the willingness to step out on a little bit of risk in the situation. Mm -hmm. So we got there, and it was one of those ones where, I, you know, you'll probably hear me talk about it on one of these videos, but you know, it, was, uh, it was tough. I mean, you know, uh, God had us so stretched out on this thing from the standpoint of we were, uh, we would do some work, we would get it reappraised, refinance, do some more work, get it reappraised, take out the equity, do some more, fi I mean, it just it had to do that three or four or five times in order to get it where we needed it to be. Uh, you know, I was not a DIY guy. Yes. Uh, YouTube University got us there. I learned how to lay tile, learned how to set doors. <laughs> I learned how to do a lot of different things just by watching that, and we did what we had to do. So that because uh, we couldn't afford to hire it all out. So that was a stretch, especially for him. Yeah. I'm DIY all the way. Well, she likes so, the idea of DIY. So, when 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 we were living in that little 800 square foot house. See, now, when I lived in Alaska, I discovered a piece of, of um, a tool that's called a sawzall. Mm -hmm. Do you know what that is? All right. It's, so one day, so I'm an idea person. He's the one who makes it happen. All right. And he comes home from I, work. I'm the idea person. I'm the fish. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one who has to put it in play. And so, can I go tell ahead. you part of the story? Yes. So I walk in, and she goes, She's all excited. She goes, you know what? If I'd have had a sawzall today, I could have taken this wall out. I would have this wall. Oh, my. And I went. So it's like, and I, I he's so I nice to me. Pressure, so I just kind of went, okay. Um, are, I, are, I see where you're going with this. I see this. where you're going. <laughs> are you aware that this is the only load-bearing wall in the entire house? <laughs> What's <laughs> that? What's that? <laughs> well, if we take this wall out, the roof falls in. <laughs> and I could have come home to... Yeah. <laughs> Devastation. To a squashed wife and a, a bad house. You know, yeah. I work. said, but, oh. I, I, the only thing I could say was, is, well, thank God you didn't have a sawzall. <laughs> <laughs> we're good. So <laughs> I'm the DIY person. He was not. Yeah. Uh, but here's what would happen, no, too. The funny thing is that I always told her, because so I said she was the DIY person, I always said, you know what? I want to make enough money to have somebody else. That's, that's yes. That's what yes. Want. And he, would, he was so, he's always been really kind. <laughs> And he would say, you know, you got to have the right tools for the right job. And he would explain that. Well, the, so I didn't cut the wall out, all right? But I would draw, I would take paper and I would draw blueprints on, because this house was coming in on me. I couldn't stand it. Two, we and, had two kids and a dog. And the dog only lasted two days. We got rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was a Weimariner. Gorgeous, but I, oh I, my I gosh. Two bedroom house with two young boys. Nope, wasn't happening. And the dog had to go. So I had ideas, and he said, Well, that's a really. I said, Well, let's, let's take the roof off and let's go up. And he says, Well, that's a good idea. But. If we do that, we will be the most expensive house on the street, and we will never, ever leave this street. Do you want to live on this street? And I said, no. <laughs> Nix that idea. And again, God just um, 
But does anybody in this room remember Yogi Bear? Yogi and Boo Boo. Do you remember his, his, one of the most famous things that Yogi Bear had was smarter than the average bear? Okay, so that's the, really the only thing that God really gave me was that I'm a little bit smarter than the average bear and really learned how to work with her early on to make sure that I didn't hurt her. Right. I mean, and, and it's, it's right. very, uh, I'm, I'm very serious about it. I mean, it's yes. like I did not want to uh, stomp down her enthusiasm and her ideas. So I always made sure that I listened and uh, very carefully and we would try to walk everything through and come to a resolution rather than just making her feel stupid and go, oh, you know what, you can't cut that wall down, dummy. You know, you can't do that. No. And so there's a, there's, a, there's a marriage tip for you. Yes. Yes. He's very, he's always been very honoring and respectful And some of his me. ideas that sound a little crazy in the beginning were actually probably pretty good and got us in positions that we would not have normally been in. So it actually worked out yes. really well. Um, um, we're going to get on our Yes. Stuff. Okay, go um, ahead. I want to show you a couple of videos here off the channel. You can so these are some tools. So uh, let's look do this one first. It's business people. They are read, they that? study, they learn. I am. All right. <laughs> in, in working this through, I've learned one thing through this in the last year. Okay, and I don't mean, I, again, take this in the filter of the word, okay? I'm not saying this as a situation of that God's not here, okay, and that God's not going to help you. What I'm saying is, is generally speaking in life, here's the bottom line. No one's coming. Okay? No one. No one's coming to help you accomplish your dream. No one's coming to push you. No one's coming to tell you to turn the TV off. No one's coming to tell you to get up early. Nobody's coming to get you out the door. Nobody's coming to help you apply for that job. Nobody's coming to help you start your business. Nobody's coming to help you write your business plan. Nobody's coming to help you accomplish your dreams. It's up to you. No one is coming. You've got to do it yourself. You've got to have it within you to get up and to go forward, to take the plan, to move out, and to be what God's called you to be. It is your responsibility to fulfill it. Nobody else. Nobody's coming. Look at the most successful people in any field. Discipline wins the day. Athletes, the best of the best, they work every day, in season or off season. If you're going to get good at anything, you've got to go at it, and you've got to do it every day. Musicians, practice. Every day, the best of the best. World-class musicians practice every day. The best in business. Best business people. They read, they study, they learn their craft, they do what they do, they practice it, they work at it, they study it, they go after it. And they're the best because of a reason, because they work at it. Proverbs 22, 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. I was telling you about Les Brown, the guy who said, all right, hungry? Oh, well, you got to be hungry. He was talking about one time, he said, that if you will read one book a month in a field that you excel in, in five years, you will be among the top 5% and the foremost authority in that field that you've chosen. You know how much, how many books the average American reads a year? One. You can be an expert pretty quickly in something if you'll just put in some time and some effort. study, they learn their craft, they do what they do, they practice it. There we go. Sorry about the uh, problem. My ability to do. What's that? We'll be singing that tonight. Yeah, there you go. Have you ever heard of Fiverr before? F-I-B-E-R-R? Yeah. There's some really good people that live in other countries that can do a lot of the, the work like that. So they actually did that spin up and stuff of our logo and uh, the uh, the intro uh, music on it and stuff like that. So uh, mm -hmm. you can get some really good things done, cool stuff done. Uh, all of the 
the ability to edit these with our picture in it and stuff like that. The uh, what do they call those? Thumbnails. Thumbnail. Here you go. Yeah, all the thumbnails and stuff like that. We had all that stuff done, and then it makes it easier on me. I, I do all the editing uh, on it, but uh, then whenever I do those types of things, then it makes it easy because I can just plug that other stuff in, and it makes it easy to do. So the point of that was mm -hmm. that you've got to. There's there's stuff on your side. You know, God. The scriptures say that God gives us the power to get wealth. Now. We're talking about finances, we're talking about wealth, riches, and I'm using these words on purpose. I would like you to think about, I'd like you to say something, repeat after me. I'm rich. I'm rich. I'm wealthy. I'm wealthy. Um, is that difficult for you? Is there some chatter in the back saying, yeah, no, I don't think so. Or, I don't want to be wealthy. I don't want to be rich. If there's chatter, there are spirits on assignment to, to keep us from being wealthy. There's a scripture. Let me find it. She's finding it. So how, how many uh, have you figured that, that, that maybe Solomon had some money? <laughs> how, how about David? Yeah. How about Job? Job was probably one of the richest men on the face of the earth. Yeah, yeah at that point in time. Yeah, now it was all in camels and sheep and you know, whatever else that he had. Yeah, but still, richest man on the face of the earth. So then you start looking at all of these people. You know, and scripturally, wealth was not a problem. You know, you still you have a lot of Christians who've been taught that wealth is a bad thing. That being rich, that having you having, and it's not just getting your need met. Okay, that, that's a, that's a that's poverty mindset. Poverty mindset. And, uh, to, to live on a need basis would mean that you only have what you need. Well, what, what about Ephesians? To, you know, what happened to giving? Yeah. You know, what, what happened to, you know, what, what if I get an opportunity to be someone's uh, woman at Zarephath? What if I get to be the raven at the brook for someone? What if I get to be that, over, that overabundance for someone else because of what God's blessed me with? Mm -hmm. You know, so we want to have more than enough. Yeah, we want to have that exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think in order to be able to pour back into the kingdom. And a lot of that kingdom that you get to pour back into is other people's lives. Mm -hmm. you know, I, um, there's been so many times that people have, have done something for us that, that made a difference. You know, uh, we've had the opportunity to, to give away, what, four or five cars mm -hmm. over the years yeah. uh, that, that blessed somebody. You know, and it was one of those situations where they absolutely needed it. We were able to, to you know, we didn't give them a piece of junk either. We gave them a, a, a decent vehicle. And God's been good to us that way. And, and, and the more, I've just figured out you can't out give him. It just doesn't work. Yeah, there, there's no way he's going to allow it. <laughs> you just can't out give him. When you give, he continues to give back. Somewhere. Money with a mission. Money with a mission, that's right. Money with a mission. We're supposed to be, our God is so generous. And we're supposed to be imitators of our Heavenly Father. Generous. So, but if you don't have, you don't have to give. All right? Um, in Genesis, we were supposed to, we're, the, the, the declaration was, go out uh, uh, and subdue. You know, go take territory. Uh, there was work involved. Right from Genesis. Um, uh, Money equals influence. Dress it and keep it. Money's influence too. Yes, money equals influence. In Ecclesiastes chapter 9, uh, verses 13 through 16, the, the summation, and I wrote this down, it says, okay, so uh, this city was being besieged and this guy had the answer. But it says, nevertheless, even though he saved the city from this uh, besieged army, it says, nevertheless, the poor man's wisdom is despised. That's the way it is. That's Solomon's words of wisdom. If you want, if you want to be influential, you need to have. Um, success. Let's just call it success. Let's have some financial success. 
you know, some of the bigger points that, that we've utilized through the period of time that we've been doing this is, you know, number one, power your words. You have to watch what you, know, what you think, what you say, and what you do all have to match up. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing that, then you're not going to get the results. You're not going to get what God wants for you to have if your thinking and your mouth aren't matching up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then, you, then you have to go perform it. Once, once God gives you what to do, then you've got to go do it. Um, you have to understand that you are uh, much greater than what you think you are. Mm-hmm. You are a son or a daughter of the Most High God. You have a place in the kingdom. You are uh, royalty. You know, and you have to, at some point, start acting like it. Walk down one side of the street acting like you're getting ready to buy the other. So, you know, and you just have to, you have to walk in that. You have to know who you are in Christ. Uh, there is an identity crisis in the world today, and particularly amongst Christians, about do you know who you are? There is power and authority in the name of Jesus that if you're not walking in that, if you're not manifesting it, if you're not pushing it out, you're living less than what you have to live. It's just, it's just, it's so, I mean, I I hate to be mean about it, but I'm telling you, (laughs) if you're not, if you don't know who you are, Mm -hmm. if you're having that identity crisis, start there. Who are you in Jesus Christ? I am a son and a daughter of the Most High God. That is how you manifest power. That is how, I mean, some of you may, may know too that we work in the, in the deliverance ministry here in the church. You know, that's how you walk in that power and authority. That's why demons have to run is because you know who you are in Christ Jesus. Yes. And when you say go, they go. So spirits that have an influence mm-hmm. in our lives regarding finances would be a spirit of poverty could be a spirit of fear, a spirit of unworthiness, a spirit of doubt and self-doubt, spirit of bondage, spirit of shame. Uh, that's just off the top of my head. Yeah, and those are just, and, you know, I guess if y'all thought I was going to get through this whole thing and not talk about deliverance ministry, <laughs> you don't know me very well. Uh, but it's one of those things where, you know, we have... Uh, that power and authority to walk uh, in deliverance, in healing. But we also have power and authority to walk in being wealthy, being rich, having the things that God's asked us to have, to have that prosperity in the kingdom in order to sow into the kingdom right. and then also in order to help other people. Right. Uh, and we, we have, you have to have a desire to do it. Uh, I tell people a lot, it's like, look, if you're... Yeah, Excuse me, I'm just going to be very blunt about it. If you're going through life, la-di-da, you know, just looking around and walking through life like this, you're not going to get what God's called you to get. You have to be intentional. Okay? You have to be intentional. You have to have a plan. You know, uh, we, we kind of mentioned the fact that we wrote some things down mm-hmm. early on in 1987. You know, we, in and out of that, I was never as consistent as I needed to be. I'm a lot more consistent today. We started writing things down. We were able to go back, it wasn't all that long ago, and look at a lot of those lists that we had saved. Mm-hmm. I still have the list. And sit there and check them off, going, yeah. yeah, this happened, this happened. Oh, yeah, well, we decided this was a little crazy. We didn't do that. And then you just kind of go down and check stuff off. Yeah. And it's amazing that about 95, 98% of everything we put on that list came to pass. Yeah. 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 Now, my notebook uh, has... Probably over a hundred and some items in it. I'm trying to build to 300. Trying okay. to not be too frivolous with it. So, but. so see this guy right here, mm-hmm. Jim Rohn. Yep. Has anybody heard of Jim Rohn? Yep. yep. Okay. Just That's a cool. couple of people. He's a motivational speaker. He he passed away a number of years ago, but he's he's a very very good motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, a lot of the stuff that, that, that I mean, let me warn you about this. <laughs> With motivational speakers, things like that, you have to be careful about how much credence or credibility or access to your life you give them. There are good things uh, that they can teach you, and are, you know, but you need to watch and make sure that it doesn't become your religion. Mm-hmm. Okay? That my, you know, the, the idea of being wealthy or being prosperous doesn't all of a sudden become everything about life. You know, that they're still, number one, walking in love is the first thing that we got to do. You know, uh, if you're going to be in any type of ministry, if you're going to be in any, any type of, of good Christian, it's based in love. The whole thing is about a father who wants to love his children and who desires love from his children. So it's all based in love. 
when we first started Health Research Systems and our finances turned around in, in a matter of months, it was incredible. Our attention went from how are we going to pay the bills to prosperity. How are we going to bless people? Yeah. How are we going to bless people? And there was such a relief, you guys, and there was such a change in how we started living life and what we could do ministry-wise. Um, uh, we, uh, we were doing the education stuff. We were reading lots of books. Like Mike just got a brand new book. It's called Affirmations of Wealth. But the one thing that I, I wrote down, number one under books is the Bible. Because you, if you don't get a solid, solid, understanding from the Word of God. Of the the this is the genuine right here. It's the foundation. has to be the foundation for has your life. Everything. Um, and if you're not reading it on a daily basis, you're missing out. Yeah. It's I mean, fun. I, I've, I've read, I mean, Proverbs. I'm not a young man anymore, but it says that Proverbs is, is written to young people. Yes. Okay. Uh, I've probably read Proverbs over a thousand times. Mm -hmm. And I'm not bragging on me. I'm just telling you that God can show you something in a verse of Scripture over and over and over again, and all of a sudden it's like it changes. It has this new complexity to it. It has a new look. It's a new perspective. He shows it to you from a new direction. All of this stuff that goes on, I've read it that many times, and I still get something out of it every time I read it. Now, I don't always read it in the King James. I read it in King James. I read it in the ESV. I read it in the, uh, the New King James. I read it in the Amplified. I read it in you know, whatever. I continue to read it over and over and over again. I read the, uh, the, the four Gospels uh, probably in the neighborhood of 2,000 times over and over and over again because I wanted to get to know who Jesus Christ was. I wanted to look at his life. I wanted to see things that happened. And it's amazing the stuff that you'll see after you, after you read it a number of times about... This correlates with this. There's, there's a harmony to those Gospels because you see the same events covered in, in sometimes you know, two or three or four of those Gospels and you start to see how those things relate. So scripturally, then you start seeing you know, what God wants for us, what his desire is. And in those things, then you get the idea that, you know what? He doesn't want me hurting. He doesn't want me sick. He doesn't want me poor. He wants me to have prosperity. He wants me to walk in a manner of success that attracts attention because people don't want sick, hurting, poor Christians. You cannot at that point go out and be a witness to Christ. It, it's it, I mean, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. He, remember the scripture, man looketh on the outward appearance, right? God looks on the heart, but the the truth is that man looks on the outward appearance. They're not going to listen to your advice if they don't respect you. Um, I wrote down here, I love God's word. It's fun. It's an adventure. And just today, I was reading in um, Proverbs 31, talking about uh, the virtuous woman. And so many times in that short chapter, uh, the, the word hands and the word um, good kept, kept repeating, repeating. So for me, that's fun. It's like, ooh, why is this repeating? And so I go searching. And then I would happen to be in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 28 and 29. And, and it was interesting because... Um, uh, also, it's what the, the virtuous woman said. It was hands and, and mouth. And it was interesting because in Ephesians, I noticed that it was reversed. It was hands, it was hands and mouth were in, in uh, Proverbs 31. It was um, mouth and hands, the way it was. And I was like, wow, but is that fun? I just love stuff like that. Um, uh, Proverbs 12, 14, it says, From the fruit of their lips, people are filled with good things, and the work of their hands brings them reward. So 
Get your mouth tracking like Mike said earlier. Uh, discipline your mouth, your, your tongue, your mouth, your lips. Again, that's, I just love words. I love the, God's word and I love the words in God's word. To, to, to search out, well, how come he used mouth here, but he uses lips here and he uses uh, the tongue here? I don't know. Maybe I'm, I just love it. I think it's so fun. To, to search that stuff out. Why is he using those words? So you heard us talk about ask, ask, ask earlier. To, I ask a lot of questions. Well, like I said, God's given me that uh, a, a dispensation to do that, so to speak. He told her, to, hey, let him ask the questions. He did. And, uh, so, um, you know, Matthew uh, 7 talks about, you know, ask, seek, knock. You know, well, the one, the one part that... that that was great. You know, God says, ask, seek, and knock. Okay, those are the things we've got to do. Well, when I read Luke uh, 11, and uh, started in 5, and it says, He said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine in his journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is now shut, and my children are in, me, in, in bed with me. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, Though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. That word importunity, it is shameless audacity. That no matter what was going on, hey, I got a, I got a friend stop by, I need some bread. Hey, no, I can't come to the door. Hey, his shameless audacity to continue to ask, ask, ask is what got the need met. So in that, start opening your mouth. Ask the questions. Uh, you know, today uh, we're working on... This is so um, good, you guys. You know, we, God's given us an opportunity. We, we actually bought into the reason this is sitting here. We actually bought part of the coal mine recently. Cool. And a um, lot of work to do on it. Cool, having a good time. But I needed to uh, move some money around. And uh, got uh, part of that done uh, and... They put a hold on the checks. Did you know that banks, if you have a check, they put a 10-day hold? Yeah. That's just standard. So yeah. ba banks she also knows. have what they call the automated clearinghouse. They actually are able to process the money that night. Yeah. If you put a check in, it processes that night. They have the money. So it just gives them an excuse to use your money for 10 days for free. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's basically what it comes down to. So, uh, but it's like, if I don't ask, my funds are tied up for 10 days. So I just walk in. I've been banking at this particular bank for probably close to 40 years. And I walk in, and uh, the lady that I see every day in the drive-thru, whenever I drop off the deposits for some of my businesses at that bank, uh, I just said, Stephanie, could you help me out? She goes, what do you need? First question. Yeah. Stephanie. Always could ask you help for help. Me? Can you help me? Okay. Yes. <laughs> That's a good, a good thing to go. Can you help me? Stephanie, can you help me? Yeah. So I said, I've got this situation. I said, I need these checks to clear much faster than what your all's normal standard procedure is. I said, you know, they're telling me you know, seven business days, which in this case is going to be ten total days because of weekends and whatever else. Mm -hmm. I said, and I really, I really need, need some help. Is there any way that you can help me get these checks cleared? Sure. No problem. She goes and she gets the branch manager, brings the branch manager out, introduces them, tell, tells them who I am. And then at that point, you, you know, they... 10 minutes, they've got it all figured out, and they release the checks. Yeah. So the, the, the money's available in my account. So it goes from, no, I'm sorry, you can't do that, to the average person who's the, the teller at the, at the door or at the window, to, yes, we can uh, because of how long you've done business here. Mm -hmm. You know, so you get, you know, but you just So favor with Stephanie because she sees them every single day when right. he's making deposits for mm -hmm. some of our other businesses. Right. And then asking Ask, 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 mm -hmm. having the audacity to not take no, we don't do that, to, hey, I know you don't. <laughs> so part of that ask, 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 too, is my, my willingness to, to be audaciously. Mm -hmm. uh, shamelessly. Sh shamelessly. Shameless audacity. Yeah. You know, comes to negotiation for deals. Real estate, cars, mm -hmm. whatever else. I mean, if you don't ask, you can't get, right? Mm -hmm. That's what it says uh, scripturally. I can prove it. It says, ask, yeah. and it will be given to you. Right. Ask, seek, seek find, and open. you will find. Yeah, knock and open. 
So yeah. in that, there are a few of my family members who won't go with me when it comes time <laughs> to, to negotiate for a car or for a house. They don't want to be around me. It's like, oh, my God, I can't believe he said that. Yeah, but it's just I've just learned that, you know, that if you don't ask, you can't receive. So yes. we're getting to the end, of, the end of time here. I appreciate you all being wonderful to listen to us. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Eight things to give up. Mm -hmm. Give up doubting yourself. Negative thinking, fear of failure, criticizing yourself and others, negative self-talk, procrastination, fear of success, and people-pleasing. I found this in, I was digging through all my folders. Um, and let's see here. Mm -hmm. I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I ask this? It, like everyone who's got kids, if you want to go get them from class and bring them back down here, you're more than welcome to. I think they wanted to pray over all of our kids and bless mm -hmm. them. So you're welcome to bring them down and there's food and stuff. But really quick, can you, do you have anything to say regarding generational curses of a poverty mindset where mm -hmm. that's how you were raised and that's that you incredible. really, yeah. it's yeah. like all you know, even if you yes. are better Rich off people than, don't think like poor people. Have you ever heard of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki? Yeah. Oh, most <coughs> amazing book. Don't make a religion out of it, but there's right. a lot of good stuff to learn. Lots of good stuff in that. Oh, you guys, faith book. Do you see this? Instead you of Facebook, it's is? faith book. <laughs> <laughs> but you, I want you to see something. So, I don't even know how many years ago we started doing this, but we wrote down, you know, we're visual, aren't we all visual? We need to use our imagination while we pray. Um, uh, it is not happy people who are thankful. It's thankful people who are happy. It's part of writing the uh, vision. Yes. So scriptures, I go on, uh, you know, what is that? Google images and get stuff. Um, and anyway, so visualize people that we pray for, haven't updated it for a while, and, um, but like even this, I went and got this, daddy's money, somebody taught about daddy's money, God doesn't ask you, have you ever heard, if he asks you to, if he gives you a vision, he'll provide provision, okay. So we, we want to write a million dollar check sometime to the ministry, so yep. I've got a hasn't picture, happened I've got a yet. check right here. But it's going yeah. to. Yep. So then, you know, I mean, other stuff. I mean, we put pictures of things we want to do, you know, places we want to we go. We like to go on cruises. I want to, I want so, to a condo at this place. Yes. You know, so I mean, we we just put this stuff in play. You know, uh, some of the stuff. I mean, there's probably a picture of a tractor in here that I had at one time. Yeah. You know, I, I want to get this Rolex one day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, there, there, there's a sermon out there that's called "Would Jesus Wear a Rolex?" And the easy answer is yes, he would. So uh, Jesus would wear one. Yes. But um, in the back, in the very back, this there, I found these in the back of this. So this was one of them. Got it. This was one of them. Got it. Mm -hmm. um, and just various others. But I happen to save these ones. Um, so uh, visualize. Um, we're always go to we're always open for questions. Uh, so if you want to contact us, you can get to us to these guys, and uh, we, we would love to take any questions you have. If I can help you be entrepreneurial or, or, or look at a situation or a business opportunity, uh, sometimes it's just as simple as pointing out a few obvious things. Sometimes it's you know, digging into the, to the particulars of it. Um, so here, who here wants to be wealthy? Oh, yes. Thank good. you. I'm so glad. We got through to you. Yeah. Yes. Cool. It's yes. not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Hey, there's this thing called Google. Have it, has anybody ever heard of Google? You can Google scriptures about money, and it'll give you a whole list. Scriptures on uh, power of your words. Um, this book right here, these two books are really, really awesome. Uh, this is Don Gossett and E.W. Kenyon, The Power of Your Words. Uh, this one, I don't even know who this person is. I picked it up at Kroger's, 
like 20 years ago, 30 days to taming your tongue. Now, if you, I don't loan my books out anymore because a lot of times they never come back, but I write and draw pictures and make notes and underline, and that's how you eat. That's how you eat. Or, in my opinion, that's how you mess up books. <laughs> he does not. <laughs> he does not do that. I, I, I also use an iPad to read most of the time. She doesn't like electronics. She likes paper. I like, I'm tactile. Yes. Right, um, we got to quit. That's okay. time. There's a million other things we could go over. We got to quit. Love you guys. Thank you. Yes. Hey, I just want to thank you for listening to this week's message. If it encouraged you, share it with someone. We all are on this Christian walk together. We're a body of believers that should be strengthening each other. So if it touched your heart, share it with someone else. If you want to become a part of community, we meet every Wednesday night at 730 after worship at 2400 Johnstown Road. Christ Temple Church in beautiful Huntington, West Virginia. We would love to have you a part of our service, and we'd love to meet you. But most importantly, just make sure, reach out if you're in need of prayer or if you just need more community.